1: Need we say more? For Trusted Protection Trust
0: Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then, redeem your Pampers cash for
1: exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fresh Take. From what fresh hell laughing in the face of motherhood, this is Margaret... And this is Amy, and today we're talking to Leslie Ford. She is the CEO and founder of Moms Hierarchy of Needs, an organization committed to the well-being and growth of moms, both at home and in the workplace. Moms Hierarchy of Needs provides moms with products, research, and community to reclaim time from their never-done-to-do lists for their own well-being. Leslie has held brand management, product marketing, and business development roles, and for the past decade, she's focused on children's education, mental health, childcare, and elder care. Leslie is a frequent speaker, researcher, and consultant to organizations on how to support parents in the workplace. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. Can we start by your company is called Mom's Hierarchy of Needs. I want to start by describing Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, just in case people aren't familiar with what you're talking about.
2: I'm happy to. Maslow's hierarchy of needs kind of, unlike mom's hierarchy of needs, it's a bit more linear in that it displays all of the things that we consider, you know, vital for our health and for our wellness, like, you know, food, shelter, like the real basics are down at the bottom of the hierarchy. And most people kind of explain Maslow's as once you've hit those foundational priorities for your, you know, for your survival, then you can ascend to the next level, right? And it goes all the way up to what you would consider your aspirational goals. And the mom's hierarchy of needs was modeled after that. And I was having a conversation very casually with a startup founder who's a dad. He said, why are moms so stressed? And I
0: said, well, (laughs) (laughs) you said, how much time do you have? First of all,
2: exactly. It was a how much time do you have response. And I said, you know, there's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and then there's mom's hierarchy of needs. And as soon as I said it, something clicked for me. And it was the visual that really changed my life. I realized everything that we prioritize and hold dear, like our children's health and well-being and milestones down at the base, followed by all those other responsibilities and commitments we have, like the household role, and all of the things that we would do in our professional lives, they are foundational, they're a high priority for all of us. But everything up at the tippy top, which in, you know, in the mom's hierarchy of needs world would be aspirational, but vital, anything that you would do for your mental, physical, and emotional health, the reason that you never get there is because the things in the bottom two thirds are never done. And for me, that was my aha moment. I realized I was trying to do the impossible. Pre-kids, you kind of condition yourself to think, oh, you know, when I have time, I will, you know, insert the blank. It's, you know, pursue that PhD, call a friend, go
0: for a walk. Write great American novel, whatever it happens to be.
2: Exactly. Like whatever that thing is for you, you imagine that there is this discretionary rainbow of time at the end of your day. But after you've kids- there is no time. Discretionary time evaporates. And so you have to become really intentional, or as I like to say, ruthless, about making
0: space for anything that fuels your health because it won't happen by magic. It won't happen otherwise. And you said of the triangle, once you have your basic needs met, then you move on too. But the other point of the triangle is if you're spending all your time on food and shelter in the Maslow list, you're never going to be self-actualized. If you only worry about, like, must-get-food, you're not doing a lot of, like, am I writing the novel that I have inside me? You're just too busy. And so, you know, you're building, hopefully, towards something, but also it's exclusionary in terms of if the lower things on the triangle are not being met, you never can go up the rungs.
2: Absolutely, And unlike Maslow's, where you can kind of check off food, shelter, hopefully, right? (laughs) Yeah, hopefully, right? Because obviously, if those things aren't working for you, then you have bigger issues than mental, physical, and emotional health, perhaps. But if you are checking those things off in Maslow's world, in the mom's world, they're never checked off. Like your children's well-being, it's never done.
1: Care tasks, right? They're cyclical.
2: Exactly. Your household, that's never done. Like you could easily spend 24 7 just in the bottom two thirds of the hierarchy. So if you kind of understand and embrace that, it gives you the permission to think about mental, physical, and emotional health differently because you have to make the time. You will not get the time. People in your life who love you, your family, your partner, They will not give you the time. They will not look at you and say, you know, you look really tired or you look really busy. Why don't you sit down? It's not going to happen. So understanding that allows you to reframe how you're spending your time. And also, if you are taking space for yourself and for your wellness, all of the things that are keeping you busy and that you prioritize and value in the bottom two thirds feel different. You know, if you go for that walk or if you talk to that friend or if you spend time, you know, watching that show, whatever it is that you value, then you feel differently about, you know, cleaning the counters or doing another pickup or when you're, you know, when your child throws up on you, whatever it is, you have a little bit of more resilience, more space and the ability to kind of put everything in its proper context. But if you're spending all of your time on never done tasks and you're not refueling and doing the types of things that help you manage stress in your body and bring that cortisol level down, you burn out. And that's what's happened long before COVID. That is what continues to happen in this time of epic levels of uncertainty and stress. But I'm here to, you know, beg moms (laughs) to make that space at the top and to start to think about the way they spend their time differently.
1: But the problem is staring you in the face when you look at it in this hierarchy. So we just did an episode, just did one on can this be more fun? And we talked about how like, why are we having more fun? Well, what does it take to have fun? You need to be able to do one thing at a time, you need to be able to lose yourself in your activity. And we talked about how taking our kids to pumpkin town or ice skating and out for hot cocoa is sort of fun for them. It might be fun for us, it might not be. But looking at it in the triangle, children's activities. I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes so you can follow along with us while we're talking about this. Yeah.
0: Pull it up if you can, because it makes a lot of sense when you're looking at it.
1: Yeah. You see like, wow, like children's activities is at the bottom. It's a pretty big chunk and the value judgment is taken out of it. That's just, it is. That's how a lot of us spend a lot of our time facilitating our children's enjoyment. And then fun is like No teeny tiny triangle up at the top. Of course it is. Of course, we don't have time to have more fun because it's staring us in the face, the impossibility of how our days are structured. So is some part of this, as we like to say, this can't be fixed? Or is some part of this like, I got to move my triangle around?
2: How do you advise people? The fix, or at least the fix as I see it, is that up at the top has to become like sacrosanct, memorialized in your calendar, part of how you think about your daily life, it doesn't mean that you won't be busy or consumed by all of the things in the bottom two thirds because they are never done, they will always be there. But going to pumpkin town, for example, right? Or when we do apple picking or you know any of those activities that we do for the kids and for memory making, that's something where if you are not racing Through that, thinking about the fact that you have a presentation to write, that you have 15 things that you didn't do at home, you didn't pull something out of the freezer to make for dinner that night, that as soon as you get home, not only do you have to find space for the pumpkins and all of the stuff that you acquired, you have to clean the counter, you have to get everything (laughs) ready, you have to set up dinner, everyone else is relaxing, by the way, while you're doing all of this. That's the part that feels bad right if you set up the hey you know what before i went to pumpkin town i went for a run or and i for me the when we go apple picking i i still go for a run every day it might mean that my kids breakfast later it might mean that they have a tortilla first thing in the morning and then we have brunch <laughs> later in the morning it might mean that i don't make the same dinner that i would ordinarily make it might mean that we order a pizza, it might mean that I am prioritizing that writing project or that presentation for a client at a time when I would love to be spending it with my family. But I had to kind of set some boundaries and say, hey, we can do, you know, the park today, because I only have about an hour and a half. We can't go apple picking or do something that's going to take four hours, because I just don't have that today, right? I have to prioritize this other thing. So it's feeling really confident that you can set the priorities for your time, that you can adjust, like not every day has to be the most magical day ever for your children and for your family, and that they are going to have to understand that your time for yourself is also as important as the time that you spend with them. So it becomes more, you know, I hate to use the word balanced because I don't believe that balance is really achievable the way it's been sold to us, but If it feels like you have some part of your day that's around your health and your well-being or your growth, and then other parts of your day that are in service, right, to your family or in service to your household, that feels really differently than if 24-7 you're on this grind of constantly being in service to your household, taking care of others, making sure everybody else is comfortable and happy while you are
0: withering on the inside. I want to talk more about this idea of balance and triangles right after this break. We're talking to Leslie Ford, the CEO and founder of Moms Hierarchy of
1: Needs. Margaret, exciting news. I am about to have a new baby nephew. And believe it or not, this will be my 13th nephew. Amy, you're ready to give up your amateur status. You're a (laughs) pro aunt at this point. Our family has seen a lot of babies. And as soon as they start standing or walking...
0: So Amy knows I talk a lot about triangles. I have a triangle metaphor that Amy and I have now been fighting over for six years because I always say that's (laughs) at the top of my triangle. And she's like, I think you mean it's at the bottom (laughs) of your triangle. And we don't see the triangle the same way. But I think we're all kind of saying that when I say it's the top of my triangle that my career takes up space in the life of my family. What I mean is it's at the top of the triangle because nothing can bump it down. So for me, the top means, and then Amy always says, you mean it's foundational, it should be the bottom. We've been having this discussion for six full years. It doesn't really matter
1: where it falls. (laughs) We we won't work it out today.
2: (laughs) It's interesting because people see it different ways. Like when I did the first survey, because I'm a researcher by training, and I run these studies on stress, self-care, and growth for mothers, when I kind of refined the triangle I positioned it as, you know, what do you prioritize? You know, where do you spend most of your time? What holds most of your mind share? What do you hold dear? And so that does align with what's at the bottom, right? Those are the like food, shelter, safety categories, right? Basic categories. Basic, right, right. But what you do for your like release, relief, reset, that's everything at the top. When I ask moms, like, what do you do to manage stress? What do you do to unwind? What makes you feel like yourself, what makes you healthy, happy. It's everything way up at the top. So I, like you, believe that I have to put things at the top into every day. It's not even up for debate anymore.
0: See, Amy, she's the triangle expert, and she agrees with me. <laughs> no, just joking. She, the one thing I like about the triangle, and especially in terms of balance, When you say balance is as if this ongoing constant running back and forth and this isn't balanced with that, the fact of the matter and the thing that defines, I think, life for so many moms is a finite amount of space and a finite amount of time and too many things to fit. And so the idea of balance is like... Okay, I got my kids dinner. Now I have to spend twenty minutes on my. It's that is a losing game because I think the triangle really forces you into the idea of the finiteness.
2: Exactly, I think balance is a crock. Like we've all been sold this idea of balance, and you know, depending on the generation, the have it all you know fantasy that we expected to have. And to your point, it doesn't really work that way. And days are messy and blurry right? your Anything can happen at any time. Your kids can need you at times you don't expect. Your work life or your professional life can need you, right, at times you don't expect. Your partner, depending on the health and independence of your parents, suddenly your parents might need you or siblings might need you in ways that you don't expect. So I don't think it's a, you know, hey, I spent X amount of minutes here and Y amount of minutes there and Z amount of minutes there. But I do think it's Hey, have I centered myself today? Have I established my mental, physical, and emotional health as part of my routine? And if so, then it allows me to feel better about, you know, stepping on the Legos for the 55th time
0: or having to... <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, nothing ever makes you feel better about that. Right? <laughs> In general, I agree with a lot of what we're talking about, but nothing will ever make you feel better about stepping on the Legos. It's not possible.
2: Yeah, well, that's true. (laughs) I wear slippers now. Like, that is my defense in the home. I'm, like, always in slippers. Yes. I
0: mean, I'm joking, but your general concept is, yes, like, having that sense of order, it takes the burden off of every small thing just destroying you. Absolutely.
2: Because it, it starts to feel like you've left yourself out to dry, like you've abandoned yourself, and you've hollowed yourself out in service to everyone else. And then at the end of the journey, and by end, it's not that there's an end. But our children, you know, provided everything goes according to plan, they grow up, they have their own lives, they move on. And if you've spent the last 20 years, not caring for yourself at all, you know, what happens,
1: right? No one wants that. I wanted to ask you about that because at the triangle, the bottom, I mean, I think this reflects reality. The children's well-being is the very basic. They have to be safe. then they have to be fulfilled, our kids, then they have to have a you know an orderly place to live and food on the table. Then above that, and sort of the middle of the triangle, then we get to a professional role or friendships, our siblings, and then our self-care. And I'm just interested that for the working mom who's listening, it's the middle of the triangle. It's important. It is a smaller space in the triangle, and it is above like getting the household and the kids first. And again, I'm wondering, it probably has to be this way, at least until they're out of the house. And then do you sort of, going back to what you were just saying, then do you sort of re-rack your triangle? Do you sort of look at this and say, "Mm, I think my career can be at the bottom now. I have three kids out of the house. It's It's a great
2: question. Our children and what they need based on their age and independence, if you're blessed with healthy children, you know, and I I have been, their kind of daily activity, you know, their activities of daily living will take up less of your space. But I'm seeing, you know, I don't have teenagers yet. But in the national study, which now has close to 3000 parents, 97% of whom are women, when I hear from moms across the spectrum, since the pandemic started, the mothers of teenagers and even young adults are spending a lot of cerebral space on managing their children's mental health, their sense, you know, their overall well-being, their happiness, especially with kind of the global mental health crisis in the background. So I imagine that as my children age and their needs become more sophisticated and complicated, right? It's going to take more cognitive space and less like hands-on, you know, getting them to and from the park or getting them in and out of the bath. So that is what I see from mothers who are on the other side with older children. I will say though, career, absolutely. There are times that you can accelerate and push harder On professional growth, particularly if your children do not have the same needs of you, if you've set up your, you know, your infrastructure in a way that allows you to do so. There's a lot of moms who I've, you know, spoken with, interviewed, or have like chimed into the research studies where they kind of feel like they're living the dream because they either like have grandparent care 24 seven, they live with their parents, (laughs) or they live in the same town as their parents they have a sibling who lives in their neighborhood, or they are surrounded by, you know, local family, or they have a really good setup with an au pair, or somebody who is a, you know, I think there are other ways to kind of a more expanded look at your question. There are other ways to create infrastructure that helps support you where you want to grow your career, where you want to take on more creative interests, where you want to spend more time investing in your healthy adult relationships. And that includes partnerships. So again, in thinking about the research study, it's only like 30% of my couples that are doing well. (laughs) And by doing well, where they say they're doing as well or better than pre pandemic, you know, marriages and partnerships are a tremendous amount of strain. So you might find that strengthening your healthy adult relationships becomes a priority. If there's a lot of tension in the home and you might need more paid support or more parental, grandparental support or more friend support to be able to manage everything that you are responsible for. I don't think it's healthy for us to view it as something we are solely responsible for, even though We are encouraged and socialized to think of it that way.
0: Let's take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the sort of solutions that the hierarchy of needs can ask and the really practical applications. We'll be back with Leslie Ford, the CEO and founder of Moms Hierarchy of Needs.
1: while
0: understand it as a structure. We look at it and say, yeah, that seems about right. That seems familiar. What is the practical application for people who are hearing this for the first time? Is it to start and to say, let me make one of these triangles for myself and see where things fall? How does understanding what we've been talking about in terms of this triangle help the person who's listening right now and saying, oh, I am also one of those 70% that is not doing as well as I think I might want to be doing. Excellent
2: points. I think the number one takeaway that I want moms to have or parents to have who listen to this is make more time for yourself every day. And that is critical. Ideally, time alone, (laughs) because that is what most people want. They want time to themselves, time to think, time to reflect, time to move, but make more time for yourself every day. And there are lots of ways to do that, even when your children are very young, even when your career is very demanding. I encourage people to anchor some sort of self-care time somewhere at the beginning or at the end of their days. So for me, typically, like I will do a very quick meditation and a little bit of journaling before the kids need me for the day, right before I have to start like breakfast and getting them ready to go to school and kind of doing all the things. I try, and it's very intentional to be up before they are up. Now that's not always practical for everyone. Sleep is actually really (laughs) important too. And without that, everything else tends to feel pretty bad. But, you know, carve out some space where whether it's meditation or movement or deep breathing, mindfulness, you center yourself at the beginning of your day or at the end of your day. After I take the kids to school, I go for a run. And now that I'm not commuting to an office every day, I usually spend like a good 45 minutes outside running, no matter what the weather is. And that's my time in nature, that's my movement, and it's my mental reset for the day. When I was commuting to an office, when I was still, you know, before my business was my full-time job, There would be days where I I had a flight that was early and I'd go to the gym at 530 and I'd run for 10 minutes (laughs) and then get ready to go on my flight. Or it would suddenly be I'm about to step out the door and my youngest would wake up and she wasn't supposed to be awake and I'd bundle her up in the running stroller and give her a sippy cup and a stuffed animal and I'd take her running with me. And even if it rained, we would run in the rain. So it's not as if every day is going to go according to plan. But for whatever your core thing is, right, for me, it's movement. I can even live without the meditation and the journaling if I get the movement in. But for other people, it's the reverse. you know, come up with a plan B and a plan C. So whether it's like after drop off or before everyone's awake, like give yourself some sort of space it could be 10 minutes, doesn't have to be a lot. And then at the end of the day, before you go to sleep, have some sort of routine. Journaling tends to work well for me. I'm a pretty kind of a high intensity person. I had a, you know, very busy like job even before I became a full time entrepreneur. So I traveled a lot. I managed a lot of people. I worked a lot of hours. So you want to get things out of your head, you know, write down those like two or three things that you want to do the next day that you consider priority and whatever your North Star is for this season of your life. And it could be your health, especially with what we're all going through. Your North Star might be, I need to get my mental health into a good place, or I need to get my physical health into a better place, or I really want to get promoted so I can make more money and have more choices, or I want to start a business, or I want to write a book. Whatever your North Star is, make sure that one or two of the things that you're going to do the next day is directly connected to that so that you have some feeling that you are prioritizing your needs and what you consider really important as part of how you live your daily life. And then there's a lot of great just productivity tips and hacks for how to make the things that you don't consider vitally important, but they have to get done, just done more efficiently or done faster.
1: Let's talk about the hierarchy of needs itself. And you have memberships, you have courses. Tell us all about everything that you offer to parents who are really interested in this idea.
2: Absolutely. Well, I have an app that's relatively new called Time Check. So from the website, you can use the app. It's fun, it's free, it's easy to use, and it allows you to track how much time you spend every week. Some people choose to have it track every day how much time you're spending on those top categories. So instead of worrying about like how many steps you've taken or calories you've consumed, it's how much well-being time are you spending? It takes about 45 seconds to do the intake. And then you get a very personalized readout of tips to make more time at the top or tips to manage the bottom two thirds. And there's quick tips and also the longer like articles and research that I write about. And do
0: you find that people who track their time make it more of a priority? You must. I mean, it just makes sense.
2: Absolutely. I mean, what you measure, just like in your professional lives, right? If you're measuring it, you act on it differently, you prioritize it differently. And that was the catalyst for me. Like, once I became aware of this hierarchy and I started thinking about time at the top, it changed how I handled everything in the bottom two thirds right? Like I love playing with my kids and reading with my kids and teaching my kids new things. Like I taught both of my children how to read at young ages. That's very meaningful to me. Cleaning up the Legos, not at all meaningful to me. Same. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Making sure the counters are clear. I mean, I actually really do like clean counters. I'm going to admit that.
1: I'm one of those people who... Amy does too. Amy (laughs) does too. She's giving you the thumbs up. Well, we've talked about that, how if it makes you happy, and you're good at it, then you should keep doing it. And if it doesn't make you happy, and you're not good at it, then can you find some way to cut corners, hire somebody else, right? Do less of it, let go.
2: Exactly. That's exactly right. Like, I love a clean home, but I hate cleaning. I mean, I can, I'm good at it, but if I spend all my time cleaning, then I'm not going to have a successful business or live the life I want to live. So I've had to let a lot go in service to, right, my, my North Star or my bigger vision for what my life should be about. So it's like with your kids, pick those one or two or three things that really are important in terms of how you give in, give into them and pour into them to become the people that they're meant to be. But don't feel like you can't say no, right? When they're asking you to do something that's just, you don't have time for it or it's not reasonable or it's really not that important. Like find those ways to politely decline activities, requests, demands on your time that aren't meaningful to you or that will ultimately make you feel badly.
0: And so we got the app. Where else are we finding you and your work? Oh, well, yes.
2: So in addition to the time check app, MomsHierarchyOfNeeds.com, all of the research, the writing, the expert interviews, it's all there. And I'm in all the social spaces. So whether it's Moms Hierarchy of Needs or Moms Hierarchy, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, the workplace side of what I do, I go into organizations to help them create a caregiver friendly culture that tends to be more the focus on the LinkedIn site, but we're in an ecosystem. So I encourage people like be very gracious with yourself. Like you can be a Jedi level boundary <laughs> setter. I but if you're like manager like gives you the hairy eyeball when you need to go pick up your kids or log off of Zoom or you can't set boundaries at work. You know, that's not on you. That's on the culture of work and how it's evolved to demand a hundred percent availability. So upgrade if you can upgrade, you know, reset in the ways that make sense for you and for your life. Don't let other people put their priorities on your plate.
1: Can I give a shout out to your newsletter as well? I think I must have signed up for that on your website. I get it every week and there's some really good interviews in there.
2: Thank you. Yes, the newsletter, sign up on the website. I'm, I mean, I'm interviewing and featuring incredible moms all the time. It comes out on Saturday nights after the kids are asleep.
1: That must be why I'm reading it. Exactly. And I just,
2: you know, I'll share something personal from my life that's been really hard. Or an observation that I've made connected to that theme, because a lot of us don't talk about how hard it is. And I realized until I started doing this work, I never talked about how hard it is. And we're all like struggling and trying to piece it together, but there's solidarity in that. There's community in that. And you don't just have to kind of, you know, soldier through and suffer without outlets and people to support you. Yeah.
0: And we, I feel like we've had a conversation so many times it should be better. There should be more maternal leave. It should be easier for moms in the workplace. And like, sometimes those conversations get a little bit like, ah, if only we lived in a completely different world, we would have some advice for you. So it's very inspiring to see that you're out there and doing this work and helping to make some of these changes that are so beneficial to moms.
2: Thank you. Now, that was priority to me. Like mom's hierarchy of needs for moms. It's how do I make my life better today or this week? And then on the system side of what I do, public policy reform, volunteering, and workplace systems change. It's really about, let's make it better by the time our children are in the workforce. There's also a subscription. I should mention, that's very new. Time to unwind. So as a gift over the holidays for another mom, or as a gift to yourself, it's like a little bit more community and support. It's beautiful care packages mother women owned uh, businesses to kind of help us just trigger a little bit of time to reset positive triggers instead of negative
1: triggers (laughs) we'll take them we've been talking to leslie ford she's the ceo and founder of mom's hierarchy of needs we'll put the link to the uh, subscription and to the newsletter and to everywhere you can find leslie in the show notes leslie thanks for talking to us today
2: thank you well i'm so grateful that you invited me this was a lot of fun i knew it would
0: be (laughs) So I'm glad we delivered. (laughs) Thanks so much.
1: Thank you.